0: Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss.
1: Good afternoon everyone and welcome to Nine Bob Note. I am Paul, the nice one. And I am Ken, the asshole. <laughs> That's good. We'll use that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Ken it's your turn. And you, uh, I, I'm quite intrigued because you have your iPad in front of you, which means you've done some research for this week's episode, leaving me to sound even more <laughs> ignorant than normal. But, but it's over to you. What have we got for this week?
0: Clause 28. Oh, yeah. Now, this is actually something that I've been meaning to ask about for a while, but it's been triggered today. Uh, I've been reading Sue Johnson's autobiography, and she made reference to this in a chapter I've been reading this morning. So I thought, right, I know we're recording today. Like I will ask this as the, the topic of the day. Clause 28, uh, or section 28... It was a series of laws introduced in 1988 by uh, Margaret Thatcher's Conservative government. It was in effect from 1988 to 2000 in Scotland, and 2003 in England and Wales. And it basically precluded the promotion of homosexuality as a sort of a, a family thing, or a, a promotion of homosexual activity as of any kind, really. It wasn't really as anything. But I don't think I need to read too far between the lines to think that that probably caused Caused a few problems. Now, bear in mind, this was part of the Lo- local government act uh, for 1988, so it wasn't. Um, it didn't ban it across the country in public, but because I mean, this is section 28 or, or clause 28. Certainly, section 28, I think, is more commonly referred to as. It's been banded around over the years as something that's very bad for for homos, mm-hmm. and uh, and Labour repealed it and and this that and the other, and there was a big deal about it. I remember at the time, but although it was pre-outage for you. Um, you have researched a lot of things uh, to do with with gay history. Is this something that you know about? Yes. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> right. Well, it's over to you. Educate me. Um, how, how did this affect gay society?
1: Well, the... I think the main, the way, as you said, it was, it was in the local government act. So the the main way that it affected people was that you weren't allowed in school mm. to make any reference to homosexuality as an alternative to the normal way of life mm. or as a, as an alternative family situation. So when you were talking about people, I mean, obviously there wasn't equal marriage back in those days. When
0: did civil partnerships come in? Was it ninety five? It was it was mid nineties, wasn't it?
1: Bear was
0: mind. it because well that, that seems completely <laughs> at odds with this local government act? But it was the nineties, wasn't
1: it? I'm not sure. Let's have an awkward pause. Yes. Pause while I uh, consult on them, so The oracle. Uh, oh, the civil partnerships uh, came into force on the fifth of December two thousand and five.
0: Oh, much later in the day mm. than I thought. Right. Okay.
1: Yes. So, uh, so obviously at the time Section 28 was brought in, there was no, you know, two men wouldn't dream of thinking that they were allowed to mm-hmm. get married. But it was completely, um, so teachers who were gay weren't allowed to talk about their partner. If you were talking about uh, parents, you would talk about a mum and dad. So the, essentially there was a, a generation of of children who were brought up Without any knowledge that gay people existed, mm. so now I mean, obviously it's different now, and there, but there is still, you know, we still live in a heteronormative society where a man and a woman together is the majority. You know, the, well, oh, just majority. go
0: and get a blow job, gay boy. You clearly need one. Rude. Uh, see last episode for that
1: reference. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess for people our age, I mean, I don't remember it being brought in, but we obviously, we weren't taught stuff like that in school. Uh, And sort of looking back, it wasn't because it wasn't people weren't gay back in those days. It was because they weren't allowed to teach us like that.
0: I'd never thought about it. Today is Mm. the first time I've ever... I'm sorry, boys and girls, That is true. true. Um, despite my interest in politics, this is the first time I've really looked at what Section 28 is. And I've had trouble getting my head around it, that 1988, mm. which is quite late in the day, really, for deciding that you're going to put an absolute ban on any sort of governmental civil service discussion of this, or acknowledgement that it's a thing... And the, 2003, it was mm. repealed, which yeah. is very late in the. I can't even begin to get my head around this.
1: No, so up until 2003, no children were ever. It, it's not it's officially not even, taught. Yeah, it's not even that they weren't allowed. You know, even now. You know, it's not like, oh, today we're going to learn about gay people. They do mention it. They talk about families, mm. you know, made up of different different people. Before two thousand three, teachers were not allowed to even, even mention it. it or acknowledge that that gay people existed. So people who had a, you know a gay parent weren't allowed to you know, and if they, if they brought it up, um, obviously they were you know they wouldn't have two gay dads because that wasn't allowed back then and and you did have it a lot in those days where you'd have a man and a woman would would get married and have kids mm. and then you know one of them would come out uh, but the kid couldn't mention that in school or if they did they were it was oh, that, that kind of thing doesn't go on it was just against law and i i've spoken to to quite a lot of older, the older generation of gay people who for them, this was a massive, massive step back in a time when well, yeah. we were progressing. I mean, one thing that this, this was uh, around about the time that the AIDS epidemic was really uh, ramping yes, up of course, heading towards its peak and... So, there was already the media was already filled with mm. well, gay people are evil. Look <laughs> God has sent this cancer uh the the gay cancer to to wipe them all out, so we definitely can't mention it to the kids what what if they decide they are and they get AIDS? so yeah, but the fact that it was it was still around actively as you say, suppressed. Mm.
0: It's not something I've ever really thought about before. I mean, it wasn't mentioned at school. I, I never thought that. Looking back, I, I just thought of it on as a different time. Um, mm. um, to be honest, sex education was—I don't know—I don't know whether it's come on in the intervening years, You'd but hope it, so. <laughs> it, was, it was quite primitive. I, I seem to remember finding out when I was seven from a, a reference book at the back of the class, exactly. and uh, I said. Gather round, children, look look at what I found. And we were all horrified by this description of, of, it's a very clinical description of what goes on. But I remember we were all sort of herded into the the video room one day, and the teacher who usually stood with us pressed play on the video and ran out of the room. (laughs) as we all watch scientific eye or whatever the hell it was, um, teaching us about what happens when a man and a woman love each other very much and want to have babies.
1: And, and uh, of course, as we went to Catholic school, it was after they were married, after they were <laughs> married,
0: obviously. And, uh, it was very, all very chaste and they shook hands and then, uh, well, sh- should we procreate? I think we, yes, I think we should probably should, Muriel. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Um, I, I don't envy any of the teachers that have to teach that. <laughs> no. uh, and I, I uh, are we are still in an age where, you know, it, it is an embarrassing thing to, because the high school, should, they're not exa- I remember when we were at school, we used to twat about all the time, ta- <laughs> the first opportunity during lessons to find amusement in anything we would find in. So sex is the holy grail, really. And gay sex, God, did has off the map because it's, uh, again, it, as you say, heteronormative. It's not, it's still sort of... A divergence from the norm um because they are brought up you know it's a uh, man and a woman kiddies that sort of thing 2.4 children whatever they are diversifying now the sort of different races creeds and colors that are these family units but there aren't many gay couples portrayed i don't think with with families
1: no not so much i mean there, there are books and things out there that are being introduced particularly in primary schools uh and the year you know, it's usually a family of animals, <laughs> you know, so two, two penguins. <laughs> it's always the heaven forbid that the it game. should be,
0: uh, you know, actual people. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I guess so from a scientific point of view, you, you know, when you're learning, you're learning about the, the reproductive system, mm. then yes, there's certain elements that need to be, you know, if, if you're learning how to biologically procreate. But <laughs> when, when you're teaching people social science yeah. and, and how they're going to behave there, there's going to be kids in the class and when we were young we, we didn't have a clue what was going on but now kids are becoming more aware a lot younger oh yeah of it what they be. want and what they are and there must be kids in those classes who are being taught about a man and a woman getting married and here's what they do to have children and thinking well i don't ever want to do that there must be some and so now they are being taught that that's not the only kind of relationship to have. They're not taught the techniques. <laughs> you know, they, it's not, they're, not, they're not taught the very... You know, there's, there's all these people, every time there's a mention of it, it people go, I, I, my six-year-old has just come home and been told that they've been taught about gay sex today. Yeah, so they,
0: they, he now knows where he can buy Astroglide <laughs> on <off> the internet. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's it's just not true at all. Uh, but, you know be taught like I, I was talking to someone at work who is a, a gay man who's married and he's adopted two children and the primary school that his kids go to invited him in they they do a school podcast which the kids oh the kids brilliant present. and they invited him and his husband in to talk about being gay mm. and, you know gay relationships to the on the on the school podcast and i thought that's what we need.
0: Yeah, that's progressive. And, and this is what I mean about things being... That's an organic progression. Mm. It's sort of... um, This is within our community, our, our little school community. This is a thing. These are interesting people. We'll talk to these about something we don't know about. Much like you're educating me about stuff that's right out in the open. <laughs> it's not hidden away, but my demographic might not necessarily research, investigate, Mm. you know, know, uh, uh, the uh, textbooks are available, boys and girls, on uh, on homosexual technique, Uh, look them up. (laughs) But that's far better than some politically correct nightmare rammed down the throat that this is what you should believe. A podcast Mm. interviewing a gay couple for a school thing that all the kids are going to engage with on a a perfectly innocent level. I mean, they're not going to, it's the school podcast, yeah, and and we could all be on this, and when's it my turn? And so they take an interest in something Mm. that their friends are producing. That is a much better way of getting the kids involved with something that they're they're producing, they're involved in. This is something we're doing rather than being preached at. This is what you should think. Yeah, And spiralling back to, oh, we we said it a bit (laughs) tongue-in-cheek, but, the religious aspect of of upbringing this is my one area of intolerance boys and girls <laughs> is religion i would happily scrub it from the face of the planet uh, because i think it is holding us back as a species and a few of my my asian male mates have I've, you know milled about in their groups and every now and again you do get a, an asian man who is is gay hmm cannot under any circumstances come out. No way. He'll be absolutely ostracised and, you know, in many cases as a threat of physical violence from his own family and and friends and and peers for something that has no control of whatsoever. But this is all boiled down in in religion. And it's no different from, maybe not when we were growing up, but certainly pre-1978 when we were born, (laughs) religion, particularly the sort of the Catholic faith in, in England, it did have an iron fist at one point, and you did what the church told you to. That was the church was king in societies and communities. And um, even to the point where my mum and dad, my mum's Catholic, my dad's Protestant, anybody gives a toss. <laughs> but when they got married, that was a big deal. It oh, was yeah. only 1971. And you think, you, you look at it now and you think, that's just fucking ridiculous.
1: Yes. I I remember this. This is something that we we will talk about in a future episode. I think we I should. Yeah, think, there's a
0: lot to go there.
1: Yeah, and um, I I'd like to talk uh, about it when Simon and Alan
0: are. Oh my out. God! No, yeah. no.
1: <laughs> but but it was a sort of get the when, popcorn out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so when when I was in high school. And I sort of started to think, I have no interest in girls. Everyone else is suddenly Mm. really interesting girls, And I just started to think, well, but there was no alternative to that. So the only people who I knew, you know, the only older men who I knew who weren't married were priests. So I thought, well, maybe I have to be, maybe that's what happens when you want to be a priest. So I went to see the the school chaplain, Father Jim, Oh, <laughs> and and uh, you know, talk to him about it. Unfortunately, he was really cool, and he obviously knew what was going on. Mm. So he was like, "Well, let's not jump into any hasty decisions. Go to college, you know, and see see what happens." And then, oh, you like, see that's nice. Yeah. That's heartening. That yeah. But we, you know, we just never been taught, and you know, certainly uh, at school and at home, where there was never any. Well, you know, maybe maybe this is the reason you're not interested in girls because it was just, so I so yeah, that's a bit of a weird thing. But also I'll go on the religion uh, thing. There was a presentation at work the other day as part of like a pride. Um, mm. And there was a guy on there who, who's Muslim and he was telling a story about when he uh, was younger and obviously he wasn't out to his parents and he used to bring boys back to his house and they'd stay over in his room. And his sister would be going mad saying, how come he's allowed to have boys over in his room? And his parents, blissfully unaware, were like, well, you have your friends over. Uh, and, she, and, and she was like, seriously? <laughs> so, so yeah, there is. A, there, it still goes on. <laughs> Sad.
0: Th- that is something we can come on to in great detail <laughs> in, in another episode. Um, yeah, yeah. We've, I don't know whether we've gone a long way off Section 28 or, or actually dive really deep into it. I don't know.
1: I think we've done a bit of both.
0: Yes. <laughs> should we rate this in Feather Boys? I think we should rate the fact that it's been repealed. Mm. And I'm going to steam in straight away with a five. I, I, like I say, today really is the first day that I've looked into it in any sort of detail. And I'm appalled it took as long as it did for that official line from the government yeah. to be repealed. I'm amazed that it was ever brought in that late in 1988, mm. 20 years after... Um,
1: uh, Decriminalisation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh,
0: what's the name of the fella? The... Simon will kill me for asking that question. Wolfenden. Wolfenden well, yeah. Report, <laughs> yes. So I, I'm appalled that that was... Although you, with you mentioning the AIDS context, I think that sort of lends context to why it was brought in doesn't excuse it no. but um yeah so that that's my view on it
1: yeah i i agree uh, i think on the, in the importance of of what I've heard of the effect on the gay men who and, uh, well gay everyone uh, who were around when it was brought in and the effect it had on them suddenly being pushed back and being told that they didn't exist To the fact that it then took 15 years? Is that? Yeah, 15, 15, yeah. Before it was repealed. So, But then, yes, it's a really good thing that it was repealed. So, whichever way you look at it, I I agree. Five feather bowers for this. Fantabulous. So, it's time for screening queens. The only thing I can think of, oh, only because it was sort of conspicuous by its almost absence, is It's a Sin, where they, it was just referencing that one scene where he worked in the, in the library.
0: That uh, I hadn't picked up on until we did It's a Sin mm-hmm. through Exton Moss. And I think, wasn't it you or Simon brought it up, that it was just sort of <coughs> section 28 and move on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, It's recently been announced that Russell T. Davis is coming back as a showrunner of Doctor Who. I hate the term showrunner. It's executive (laughs) producer. Russell T. Davis, as I've said before, is a god. And whenever he makes television series, a lot of them are landmark series. They're they're not just another series produced by. It is a series by Russell T. Davis. And whenever it's a gay series, it's always one that everyone sits up and takes a bit more notes of. It's a Sin is one of those. They couldn't cover everything. Yeah. And in, in it was five episodes long, it was and it was long enough. But probably that's a an avenue worth exploring in, in another drama, I think. Mm. It might have muddied the water a bit, because it's a sin was very much about AIDS. Yeah. Um but yes, that's screaming out for a, a proper drama. So yeah, screening Queens is is sort of it's a sin, but about one line of it.
1: <laughs> Watch the rest of it though, because it's good. <laughs> And on that note, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. We've got another exciting episode lined up for next week. It might not be exciting. <laughs> Who knows? Hedge your best. Tune <laughs> <Yeah. junior> in anyway. <laughs> yeah. We'll record it anyway. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, kids. Bye.
0: Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Shyman. And the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.